Weekend Rental episode 108. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. As always, my name is Ryan and I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Biff. What's going on, guys? All right. If you enjoy our content, as always, go over and check out all the great geeky related content over at Geekade, whether it's video games, music, comics, movies, and more. You can find it all over at geekade.com. What's your geek? So we're back. We uh, we're coming off an exciting episode. I think we all had a blast talking with our three podcasts, Chris and Frazier. Uh, that with was probably one of the Canadian most Canadian friends. Yeah, we know so much more about Canada now. It's uh, we do and poutine. Yes, and they know how. And now they have a greater hatred of Americans, which I can't blame them. We were, we were just miserable. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was a really fun episode. That was I, I have to say that was probably one of the most natural. Uh, recordings where it just like same wavelength, you know, it's the right kind <laughs> of stupid and just like man child interests to like blend two podcasts together. So absolutely. Yeah. It was good stuff. Speaking of stupid man child interests, Andy and I went on quite the adventure uh, since we've recorded last. We, uh, we ended up getting to go all the way to the wild, wild, Lands of Wisconsin. It's this mythical, Scotty baby, mythical place in the Midwest. Uh, we, we we road tripped with our buddy Danton. Um, Biff sadly couldn't join us at the last minute, but uh, we went to Madison. The 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 I guess what was the objective? The objective was really just a game hunt, play video games, but then also the the stepping stone was. Well, there's this Mad with Power festival happening in Madison, which was a power metal festival, two day festival um, combined with arcade, uh, free to play arcade. So I was kind of like, well, we should go do that. And then since Madison's close to Chicago, we should probably go to Galloping Ghost Arcade. So that's what we did. And we game hunted all the way. And I know what people are thinking might be judging us, but don't worry. The thing we went to. Masks required vaccines. Like it was safe. We didn't go nuts. Everybody was cool. So responsible fun. Yes, exactly. I think we, that was probably the most arcades I've ever played because it was like three days straight of (laughs) playing different arcade games. Yeah. Because at, at, um, mad fest, it had arcade games, right? Or mad with Yes. Yeah, and, and I I do want to say I, I had a good time at Mad with Power Fest. The most disappointing part of Mad with Power Fest, though, was like most of the arcade was free to play, but it was also lined along the side of the stage leading up to it. So it was kind of like when a band's on the stage, you you didn't have an option, right? It was like you're listening to a metal band, and then in between bands, you can play arcades. It was kind of that was the only little bit of my my only minor complaint. It was still entertaining though. What kind of games were? At that festival, like anything that was shocking or just pretty traditional arcade pinball stuff. It was a lot of traditional stuff. We did end up playing a lot of uh, Battletoads, which was fun. I mean, you don't see that too often. Yeah. There was Contra. There was a couple of those like candy cabs, you know, the Japanese uh, candy cabs. There was that pinball game upstairs in the guys games of beer area. That was cool. It was like. 
we thought it was like a custom one. It was like a PBR pinball game. It was good. Um, and Death Ball. I mean, oh god, Death Ball. Yes. So we got to see Death Ball twice. Death Ball was there at the venue, um, but then also leading up to going to that concert, we decided to go to this IO arcade bar, barcade, um, just kind of like six blocks away from the actual concert. And we did that first and that was a great barcade too. And they had death ball there and I, uh, you know, retained my crown and <laughs> trounced Andy just like I did Justin the year before at MGC or two years ago now at MGC. So I think I knocked my, the, my own ball in for the last point. So, yeah, I think we did. Both of us did a fair amount of that. It was not well played death ball, but it is amazing how good of an arcade game death ball is and how squandered it is. And the fact that, you know, they just insist on putting it in these like homebrew cabinets when that would be a great Xbox Live game. Yep. I would totally buy that. Or Switch. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it doesn't, if it's like one of those things where he, the you know, online leg would just be enough that would mess it up. But I mean, there's lots of games Maybe. like that. Yeah, Killer Queen made it work. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah. game called uh, iDarb, which is pretty much that oh, game my, as yes. well. Yep. That one's a lot of fun as well. Yeah, yeah really excited I, about that. iDarb is great. Andy is a robot. He's he, frozen. He's frozen. Ooh. Oh. I'm back, right? Um, Back-ish? Back. Yeah. Your back is in like 1997 webcam. Definitely. Perfect. Retro. Yeah. Now your face is, oh my gosh. <laughs> this is bringing me way back to chats. Hey, you want to do video chat? Er, 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 er. <laughs> I think your audio might be caught up. Your video is definitely is not. Okay. But iDarb. Yeah, you're right. iDarb is very much in the same vein. Um, yeah. I got really into iDarb. Justin, who was... Uh, on the podcast way back in the day, we no got longer with very, us. very heavily. In, well, he's still alive. Uh, we got very heavily into iDarb and like that whole character creation thing. Oh yeah. I made just, Oh God. I just, I was so proud of like the giant veiny, hairy cock and balls I made as my character. So it'd be just like this giant penis, like squishing around on two balls and like big veins coming down. I don't know. <laughs> I, to me, it was hilarious. Did you ever use the Twitter thing on that? No. Game? So there was a thing that it searched Twitter for hashtags. Okay. And if somebody, if somebody tweeted a certain hashtag, it would do something in the game. Like that would mess up, you know, the players in the game, different effects, turn things upside down, whatever. And it's just random people could tweet it out and make it happen in your game. That's pretty awesome. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was a cool game. Well, and then, so like, Leading up to this thing in Madison, this was Saturday, was the event. Well, it was two days. We we were shooting just to get there for Saturday, but we game hunted our way there a little bit. I mean, we hit some places and then put some miles under um, under our tires, but we, we kind of like went through the Minneapolis area, cut down to Red Wing and over, and we hit some pretty amazing stuff like that. Red Wing was a video trade post. Yeah. You mean the store that had oh my the gosh. world supply of laser discs? So awesome. So yeah. awesome. Video games, laser discs, and vinyl. And VHS. Massive yeah. store. Yeah, they had they had just about ever, anything that was ever printed on 
Laserdisc for sure. And then, yeah. Well, you walked. So Andy walked up with the Holy Grail. You'll have to fill Nathan on on what oh, you yeah. got so there. I, so I got the uh, Star Wars trilogy in a nice box set on Laserdisc, um, which it's like one of the best ways that you can get the original, yeah. you know, unedited special edition garbage stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, got a whole bunch of other cool ones. Uh, it's just like I'm still puzzled on how that. Is just there, sitting How there. How does someone those- yeah. obtain that many laser discs? Like, where does it come from? I've never seen it. Never it was, in my life have I seen it. And it was I, all quality. Yeah. There's like 500 of them, probably more. Oh, reasonably priced. Thousands. I don't know what reasonably priced in laser disc is, but. I mean, they had a dollar bin, pretty much. Oh. Yeah. But I mean, it was like every Disney movie. He It was Lion King. It was, it was uh, you know. <laughs> jungle i mean it was every disney movie that has ever come to laserdisc and they were all like good prices and then that whole bargain cave i think you probably grabbed a good stack of stuff that was like between a buck and five bucks and yeah wow i mean i mean when you see laserdisc it's usually like a bin and it's one of two things it's either they're all like two bucks a piece flat rate or they're all like 50 bucks a piece because somebody thinks they've got something and this guy had the best selection you could hope for and he was pricing it like Less than eBay. I mean, it was kind of mind blowing. I can't remember the last time I've even seen a laser disc. (laughs) I'm trying to like, I'm just racking my brain school. Maybe some like media media play. Probably. Yeah. That's where I used to see him. Yeah. I can't remember. I forgot about media play. Oh my gosh. Bring me back. Yeah. A giant store with nothing in it. Yeah. Well, when they first opened, they had everything in it, and then it just became less and less as the years went on. It became just an entrance of CDs, and then you walk in, and you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, that's it, and then just empty warehouse. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's amazing. Was, I mean, was there any video games there, or was it just strictly like Laserdisc stuff? <laughs> No, they had a bunch of video games. Their, their video games were the weakest part, though. You could tell that that was the part that people picked over the most. Um, yeah. They still had some cool stuff. It just wasn't much in the retro vein. Um, that was the first place, too, on the trip that I saw Rob complete. And by complete, I mean, like, Rob with all his accessories. And they wanted $250 for it. And I saw two wow. more stores on that trip where they were asking the same price, which is insane. Um, but, yeah, they had a bunch of vinyl, new, used it was, it was really. I, I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know that anybody bought anything other than Andy. But we were all just like so pumped for Andy to be finding these amazing laser discs. So, That's awesome. And then next stop, well, we had a couple stops, but then that stop in a subsequent town, I found that Bomberman Two for the NES with manual in a rental case. I haven't tested it to see if it works, but I ended up getting that for a hundred bucks, um, which is crazy good. In yeah. today's current climate, I mean, the manual yeah, alone should go for about 50. Up. Yeah. And that was like one of those things, too, where it's like, well, this is clearly going to be a magic store uh, primarily. But then they also were like, well, we're just going to start carrying games. Like, here's the shelves where games are going to go. And they had all this inventory. Um, and you had a few things, too, didn't you? Yeah, I grabbed a few things like uh, Xbox. I think I got Monkey Ball or something like that. But yeah, yeah Bomberman was clearly the best thing there. It was a good, yeah. good deal on that one. Yeah, it was pretty cool. 
And then, you know, Madison the next day, we hit up a bunch of stuff in Madison, but I feel like there weren't any price books. Oh yeah, for sure. They were, they were, uh, double price games, I think. Oh, they changed the name of the store, huh? Yeah. It was, it was not good. I've actually heard that, that half price books, their prices have gone up on video well, games. Well, their inventory has gone down too. So it's like yeah. they're charging more for like shittier stuff. Yeah. Interesting. But I don't know. Did anybody like, we didn't score any bangers in Madison at, at the retro shops. I don't think. No. And that's the thing. Some, like overall, I looked at everything I bought and you know, usually on those things I have a mountain and there was hardly anything. It was, yeah. it was pretty small stack but well and i'm at the point too where like i'm really just looking at nes and jaguar sort of stuff so it's mm-hmm. like i <clears throat> we, we went to some of those places and i was done looking in like five minutes but concert was fun we got some korean barbecue that was delicious um and the next day so sunday third day of the trip is when we headed to galloping ghost we hit the seven mile fair on the way between milwaukee and in Chicago area, uh, I got a couple of cool box Jaguar things. It was neat. Did you, you, you bought a few things, right? Mm. Or no? Maybe not. I don't remember. I don't, nothing jumping out at me anyway. Yeah. I had to sign up for the online pay by plate toll system, which still hasn't billed me, which makes me nervous. Give um, it time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Illinois. It's, it's pretty slow. Good job, Illinois. You you got federal money and you're charging people tolls on your roads, dicks. Oh, everywhere. Uh, everywhere. I should have sent and, you guys with my iPass and just throw it on your dashboard and go. Well, we were just laughing at like how they've like left no option because like clearly they don't man those toll booths. So it's like closed, no. must go online. It's like, what am I gonna do if I'm a 75-year-old person who doesn't understand the internet? Yeah. Like I'm pretty much screwed. Yeah. No, you just drive and they'll send you the bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we got to Galloping Ghost, which if if people are listening and don't know it's kind of like renowned for like being one of the premier like most expansive arcades in the if country you don't like know so, this arcade you've been under a rock yeah so something like 550 machines Gosh, in the arcade plus there's a separate area for pinball it's 20 bucks a day it's in kind of like a ghetto area and the building's a little ghetto but it's really only like a block into a ghetto area like the residential around it is all very nice and it's clearly just like existing in this like small business district that just is no longer viable. Right. So it wasn't like like, a strip mall that just keeps on, they keep on expanding over. No. So it's actually like old storefront, like, but clearly he's been buying storefront after storefront and like knocking out walls. Um, So it's, it's, it's actually less scary than I thought it was going to be, but it's still pretty run down. And like, I don't know, I guess it's very arcadey. Like, I guess that's kind of how the arcade always felt back in the day anyway. Mm -hmm. So, um, holy shit though. Like, mind-blowing experience like overwhelming experience and it's like night and day like that io bar it's cool but it's it it's got the staples and that's what they should have at those type of things at a barcade is the normal things that you know everybody played but this this thing's on a whole other level it's like so many things so many things you don't see and probably will never have the opportunity to ever play yeah 100 percent. and yeah it's it's nuts yeah. And, and he does this like amazing thing too, where he like brings games in and he, he just arranges them by genre or by like, like era. So like you, you stumble across like a door through a room and like, I'm in the shooter room. It's like 
50 fucking arcade cabinets that are all shooters, like R-Type, Gigawing, like, holy crap, it's amazing. And then you'll pop out in a different area and it's like Neo Geo Alley. And the guy's got like freaking six slot Neo Geo cart, like cabs balls deep. And they're fully like every Neo Geo game you can want. You know, he's got like the Atari era, the Vectrex, like vector graphic, not Vectrex, but vector graphic stuff. And then you get into like that. La- so this is the crazy thing, too, is we were there for two hours and I didn't realize that the room I was in was like one of four rooms. I played for like two hours and so then I walk walked around a corner. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Cool. I walk around a corner and there's Danton and Danton standing in an open hallway to another room. And I was like, there's, there's more of this. He's like, yeah, dude, there's like two more rooms. I'm like, shut up. So he's like guiding me through, like, I'm just lost. But like that last room was all like the last gasp. I would put it kind of, you know, it was like that early two thousands, like giant Sega cabinets, um, like the last run of beat em ups and fighters and uh, Darius burst. The first Darius game with like three CRTs shooters. You've never seen one of a kind games. You got primal rage two. I played chiller. Chiller disturbed me and I <laughs> wish I hadn't touched it. Yeah. Oh, I felt so guilty about myself. I walked away in shame. Uh, we got to play Ninja Warrior, the arcade. I, I've never played that arcade. I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because like he's doing a lot to preserve things that are unique and like one of a kind, but there's also some like this intentional sacrifice of like, we're going to dual boot boards in like a cabinet that's clearly been like hodgepodge together. But in doing so, he's also like making sure you're still getting that actual arcade experience. So, you know, so it's like, so what if I don't have the original art or like, he doesn't have its own machine and I don't know. It, God, it the was just so much like there. Oh, it's gotta be. Oh, there's a lot of broken stop. down stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in the floor that is broken down, but it's just like, when you see something that you really want to play and it wasn't working like monkey ball, um, time soldiers didn't work right. It's, it's disappointing, but there's just so much other stuff to like pick up the slack that you don't, I'd imagine it's just like ongoing. He's constantly working on stuff, you know? Yeah. I'm sure there's a full time maintenance guy pulling one out whenever there's need something. And yeah, it's 20 bucks for unlimited play. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) And you guys only spent what? Like, Three, four hours there? Four and a half hours about. And then I think all of us were just like so. You have that like our, le- our legs. Yeah, like, our legs uh, were so sore that it was kind of like. Can't hold we got up, So we were like. So the, like, the last 30 minutes, we're just like, we're exhausted. Should we all go just sit down and play Darius Burst? And everyone's like, yes, <laughs> let's do that. And then we get up and look at this cabinet. And, and he's like, I've never seen this one before. And Dan's like, yeah, it's really fun. I just played it. I was like, you guys want to. Should we? And they're like, no. Let's go. Like everyone was just <laughs> looks cool. Everyone was just beat. I mean, I I think I spent the last hour just going to like sit down cab to sit down cab. It was like anything I could sit down, like Hydro Thunder, like whatever that snowmobile racing game was. Anything mm-hmm. I could sit down because it's just so much. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it, could, it really was. If you could wheel a computer chair to each one, that'd be great. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I was telling some people at work about it, and the one guy in the IT department that I work with sends me like this like uh 3d printed like prototype for these like um like seat pants that you can like strap to yourself so you can like <laughs> squat and sit and <laughs> semi stand it was like yeah i could use those huh. um yeah it was 
it was crazy. Like I really want to go back um, yeah. sometime, but Oh man. Well, what was your, what was the most, like, what was your favorite takeaway from like coolest, most unique thing you got to play Andy? Hmm. You know, I, I I'm just going to have to go with the shooter room like that. The yeah. whole room yeah. in general, like, and it was funny cause I was in there and Dan was telling me the story about how you didn't know the other room was there. Yeah, and I'm like, does he know this room is here? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> but that that room, I I could literally spend all day in there. I think just in that yeah. one room, and that's I think that's the the crazy thing that if I lived down there, I'd be in there all the time because then you have the oh, time yeah. to you know actually beat each one and be like, wow, I did this, you know. Did they have any like annual pass that you could purchase or? Yeah, they do. You need a lifetime too. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is it, yeah. is everything spread out or is it nut to butt all the way through? Yeah, it's pretty it close. It is. Yeah. As tight as they, like there are, there are stools to sit down and play some games, but if you do that, you're blocking the entire row. Um, it is. Yeah. Every inch of space there, you are literally climbing over other cabinets to get to certain cabinets in some corners of that place. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite thing was like that Warzone or whatever game. It was like this vector game I'd never heard of. And I don't know if it was like a Midway or an Atari thing, but you like sat down in this like very narrow, like seated cabinet. And then it had two radial dials like you'd have for Arkanoid. And that was your control scheme. Um, And you would just kind of like work your way around this perimeter. And it was kind of like a berserk situation um, Mm -hmm. where you had to eliminate things on screen to move to the next phase. And, and take out threats, but like it was just this whole like screen in your face, speakers blaring at you, and just like this weird sort of like control scheme that just it was cool. Like I'd never experienced anything like it. It was super addictive. I had to quit playing it though because we'd gone to that concert the night before, and like my ears were still ringing, so those speakers blaring <laughs> in my face was just unbearable. Uh, but that was. That was cool. It had like this weird sort of like 3D overlay reflective piece to it too, like kind of to border it. Yeah, one of a kind thing. I'd never, I'd never seen it. Yeah, I wonder if like if you brought a balloon in there, if you could just stick it to the wall. Like there's so much electricity just like floating in the in the. uh, Yeah, there's got. I thought this is going to be a semen joke, but I like the electricity. Static is better. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah, the electric bill, like we discussed on the way back. I think Andy figured out it was like 25 cents a day to run an arcade cabinet on average. You know, take the times several hundred. You get some overhead, you get some overhead to worry yeah. about there. And I mean, granted, there were people there on a Sunday, but not a ton of people. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder what it looks like on like a weekday during the day. Probably not too busy. No, colder months are probably better, I, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, great experience. Headed home, stayed in the best friggin' days in. Wonderful experience. Not at all reminiscent of the microtel in Madison. Didn't didn't skeeve me out at all. It, it was it, there was no stains. Yeah, that we'd noticed. I feel like I gotta <laughs> send you a picture now. <laughs> no, please don't. Please don't. But yeah, that was it's it was cool. It was it was fun to fun to go and it was nice to bump into a couple of the guys we did from guys games and beer and just it's hard to interact at like a concert like that during a mask mandate like you just don't know who people are so 
But also got White Castle, so yeah, that's good. I don't it's like good. White Castle at all. My my digestive tract was it a re- thing? you didn't. Oh, I love White Castle. Really? I didn't. Oh not my know god, that. it's the best. Yes, so gross. Like well, like we talked about, like it's the best once every couple of years. Like that one time you go and you're like, this is fantastic. I'm good and to like good. 2023. Like a yeah. Fazoli breadstick. Nope, no, not at that's all. That's more like a decade long. I think. We were still cursing your name. We drove by a Fazoli and we're like, God, that son of a bitch. We'd have been fine, but he had to make friends with the breadstick man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, memories. Uh, so speaking of, we can just transition into like terrible things to eat. Um, so that uh, Pacwa or whatever, whatever brand chips or they do that one chip challenge thing, right? Paquito? Like every year. Is it Paquito? Paquito, there you go. Paquito, yeah. I don't know, whatever. But anyway, they do the chip thing every year. One chip challenge, hottest chip in the world. So I always miss it, you know, because it's like people buy them up and then they resell them for like 25 a chip. And I just caught this one at the right time. I like saw something on it and went on Amazon. They were direct from the seller for like six bucks a piece and free shipping over 25. So I ordered them up. They arrived right before Memorial Day weekend. And I was like... I'm going to do this with my family. And then I posted a picture of them and everybody's like, can't wait to see the video. I was like, I had zero intention of making a video. The video was not part of this thing, but I guess I'll do one. Uh, so we videotaped that my son smartly bailed beforehand. My wife wanted to kick my ass. My daughter maybe touched it to her tongue and then acted like it was the end of the world. And I wolfed it down and I will say that chip was disgusting, <laughs> but as Is someone who eats, as someone who eats a lot of hot food, if you're, if you can get to like, so this year's was ghost pepper and reaper peppers. If you can get to the point where you can go to like Buffalo wild wings and get their, their like blazing reaper wings that they have now, and you can eat that and you're not dying. This is not going to be a stretch for you. Um, I actually didn't. So the thing is, is like five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour without eating or drinking afterwards. I went the full out. It, like it was not a problem for me. Um, but what I failed to do because we did this Sunday morning at like 11 a.m. was eat pretty much anything that day. <laughs> uh, so we did that. And then I like quickly went into like editing the video and like put like a little snippet up on Twitter for people to enjoy. And then we were talking about what we wanted for lunch. And my daughter's like Chinese. I'm like, all right, we'll go at Panda Express. We're oh, going to no. get some Panda Express and we're going to shit our pants. It's going to be great. Uh, Been there, done that. So we get in the car and this is like maybe 90 minutes after we've done this challenge now. And I start getting like unrelenting stabbing pains in my stomach to the point where like I'm sweating profusely and like it feels like someone's taking a knife and jabbing it in there. <laughs> and I can, I really considered like turning the car around and not even getting food or coming home. Um, and then I went, got home. I just went into the bathroom and sat on the toilet and like curled up into a ball for about an hour. And I just could oh not get, gosh. I could not get the pain to pass, but I will say, I think it's my own fault because again, timing of when we did this, I hadn't really ate or drank, but I'm not a breakfast guy. So I had like basically nothing in my system. And I think that's what kicked my ass. But aside from that one hour of hell, I will say one chip challenge. Not that bad. If you're, if you're a pepperhead anyway, it's not pleasant. I, I don't like it. It wasn't good, but it's doable. It's all right. Panda Express, though, that's that's not a good thing. No. We enjoyed it. We, we had it uh, this last weekend, and uh, 
I, Did you poop too? I almost, I almost pulled a biff. It was close, oh, but I made it. What are you guys ordering at Panda Express that is not sitting with you guys? Yeah, apparently this is not just me. I thought this was got to be a menu item. Clearly, just my issue. But you're not supposed to order the poo poo park. (laughs) (laughs) I had uh, orange chicken, beef and broccoli. Their beef and broccoli has a weird aftertaste. I will say. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I got one chunk of beef on it, so because it was the last part of the pan, and they, you know, it's one of those things like just broccoli. We're just going to yeah. scrape it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the funny part when I went through the drive through because I got like the family platter. My son wanted like the honey walnut shrimp. I'm like, we'll take the honey walnut shrimp. She's like, that's going to be like a 10 minute wait. I'm like, nope, screw it. Broccoli beef. Because <laughs> I'm just like dying in the car. Uh, so we got some leftover broccoli beef too. That wasn't the best, but. Mm. Yeah. So there you go. One chip challenge. Not that bad. Everybody try it. You're brave. I can't do it. Don't yeah, touch it, my tongue and I'll shoot it right out my rear. I mean, I put ghost pepper sriracha on like literally everything I eat daily. So at this point, my taste buds are just gone. Yeah. I'm going to so, enjoy mine still. Yeah. Stick with my little Debbie snacks. Yeah. I just don't like to be in pain eating anymore. It, it doesn't even, the older I get, the more I think <sighs> about how many antacids do I have left before I eat anything? It's that bad. I'm weak. Well, and I sweat already just eating. I don't need something else to add to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of stuff that we don't need in your life, you know what children in China don't need in their life? Oh my gosh. Video games, according to the Chinese government. Cut it out. Three hours a week. Nothing during the week. How do they regulate this? Did they say? That was going to be my exact question. I suppose with online games, they can literally control the interwebs in China. But yeah, how do you like, let's say I'm a kid with a DS or a Switch. If you can get... They're not in China, are they? In, I don't know if switches in China. We'll send a whole bunch over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you regulate that? Like, it, it, I guess if like you're out in public and a cop's like watching you and you've been playing like during <laughs> the week, you're in you trouble. For three hours. <laughs> but I they think that pa- like the under the parental <laughs> controls and just the guy in the government <laughs> has the button. Yeah, I I think the larger epidemic that China was kind of like dealing with was the fact that they've got these like online games, like online gaming lounges and kids are just plugged into those things. So I think that's really what this is hurting is is that whole thing. I think we're going to see some speakeasies pop up in China. Yeah. Where you like walk in and they're like selling books and then you pull the book and shelf flips and you go down the basement and. Play some games. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. They have to get a VPN. They have some special VPN so that they can. I don't know what VPNs are, but they sound nice. (laughs) Whatever the VPN does, I've just doing illegal shit. It's a VPN. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're not getting a VPN in China. That's maybe if you moved in, but. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's significant, right? Because like, China is the second largest economy in the world. Um, they've really become a hub for online gaming or gaming in general. 
even like their whole like cinema scene is like rapidly approaching overtaking like Hollywood as far as like revenue and production. And so for them to like just sweep, sweep across, you've got like, you know, 10 cent and places like that are just powerhouses as far as revenue. Like, what do you do? Like it's, it's shitty for like the kids who like games, but like, what do you do if you're 10 cent? Like, how do you, how do you pivot from that when you've just lost like your maybe your largest or at least second largest market? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. How do you recover from that? Yeah, I mean, it it really is the style of game though that got him into it in the first place, right? Sure, sure. I mean, if they were playing single player games that were ten hours long, I don't know if they would have so much of a problem with it. It's more of that MOBAs and yeah, PUBGs and Fortnites and skins and yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But so it's crazy. What are they supposed to focus on now over there. It's already depressing. Yeah. I don't know. What manufacturing gonna, Nikes. I was going to say uh, Nike factories or firework stores. Well, I think like the whole thing in China is like the education system has always been like super strict. Right. So I'd imagine it's going to be more focused on like, no, like work on your math, kid. Yeah. I studied abroad with a kid who was from China and like he explained to me like their schooling system and it did not sound pleasant. Like, it's like, no, you're like six and you leave the house and they ship you off to a school. And that's what you do all the time as a job. And it's just like they have year round school, right? Yeah. I I mean, it doesn't sound like you get any time to like be a kid for sure. Which I guess they're insuring because their last little like gasp of freedom. Gone. Good old America. You can play 24 hours a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't care don't about education here. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's a, it's a crazy thing to think about in a big market, big, powerful market with millions of people. Now it just can't do it. I got to imagine it's going to be near impossible to get, you know, if, if I'm Microsoft, Sony or, Nintendo at this point, like there is no point in pushing into that market, right? Like I mean, what's the justification to even try to negotiate and get into it? Like can't, it can't make any sense at this point, but it's crazy to think about. Yeah. I'd have been crushed as a kid. Crushed. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess we don't know. I mean, right now you look at the the video game market here, and I would say it's probably more of an adult market than marketed toward kids anymore. Yeah, it's at pretty even from, mix. At least from PlayStation and Xbox, I would say. Yeah, outside of Nintendo. Yeah, speaking of PlayStation, they had a thing happen today. Yeah, everybody was so uh, hyping that up, like there's going to be some major surprises. And, uh, I don't know. There's some cool stuff in there, but I was kind of underwhelmed. 
Yeah, I I personally had an earbud in at the office and had it playing and was passively paying attention for a little bit and then just kind of just just lost my interest. I mean, I know there was like a lot of beautiful like graphics and things I probably should be excited about, but it, it was sort of like just the, that further realization that maybe what mainstream gaming is in 2021 is no longer my jam. Um, certainly didn't make me want to buy a PlayStation five. I didn't see anything in there that I needed to play. Um, it's still a lot of 2022 dates, you know, it just, that's the reality of it. It's like, I don't know. It's just carried on a stick, you know, nothing's coming out yet for months. And, and even if it was, I still can't go into the store and buy your freaking hardware. So what gives? Like, why right. should I be excited? You know, I was hoping that uh, Sony would just say, hey, we got another like 60 million units hitting the U.S. Fargo, North Dakota. You know, that's where they're at. <laughs> go nuts. Go nuts. Yeah. But that's not the case. Still can't find it. No. Yeah, I mean, outside of like the Spider-Man 2 announcement, was there a big like, aha? I mean, I think we all kind of knew that they were going to have some God of War stuff and some Horizon Zero Dawn. But I th- I think the Wolverine one is a, a big one. But okay. I mean, if that's if that's like the game that's coming after Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 2 is two years away, like when is that game even coming out in the first place. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just like, I feel like I I should be one that's like really excited for uh, Knights of the old Republic remake. Right. But to me, like I already played that game. That's a story driven RPG. Like I, I don't need to play that again. I already did. Right. And well, and correct me if I'm wrong, because like I missed the boat on both of those originally, but wasn't Kodar 2 like the big one? Like that was the one that people really gravitated towards. Like, I mean, I know everybody liked the first one, but I felt like 2 blew the doors off. 2 was kind of like uh, half done. I remember okay. right? they ended up cutting a lot of it. Um, it was Get still ship. pretty good, I thought, but um, I I think I liked the first one more. Okay. But, I mean, it's cool, like, if to remake it and get people, you know, that didn't play it into it. That's cool. But yeah, it's, I just, I think Final Fantasy VII, when they actually did a lot of changes, that was probably smart. Because if they just remade it to be like, this is a turn-based, note-for-note thing, right? Mm, that wouldn't be great. Yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see, because that was such a short snippet, like, how much... Of just a graphical update is this, or will they do like anything significant? Uh, there was no date with that though, right? Like that was their lead in, but I don't think there was a date just like coming with PS five graphics. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know that the company that's doing, or the developer that's doing that is like the one that's been doing like porting like Jedi outcast to Xbox and they did the okay. stubs, the zombie, like, you know, remaster their things that have been those- like, Oh, that's a thing, but not like, oh, they did such a great job, right? Right. It's not and like M2. Just, they were just like, re, you know, remastering it, taking the same graphics yeah. and maybe adding a little bit to it. So I you would hope that 
them saying remake, that means it's totally different than just taking the original and bringing it up. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I can see even just, I mean, there could be significant improvements in a game like that just with the SSD, right? Like how seamlessly mm-hmm. that could run, but oh yeah, you'd hope they'd do more. Yeah, I I don't know. That opening segment did not jump at me. Like that that next trailer too where they had that like chick with like ass shots everywhere and it was like clearly, well, you're trying to ape on Bayonetta. Like all <laughs> of this just oozes Bayonetta. But then it was like also there's space stuff. Do you remember like, I don't know, like dead space? Because we merged Bayonetta with that. Uh, it just was weird. Like, I didn't know what the direction they were going. That trailer was way too long, too, for what type of game that was. Like, in a, in like a hack and slash beat em up type game, you don't need like a five minute trailer. That's you're, you're boring it, people. Like a true Bayonetta game? No. Like actual Bayonetta, or just no. it's in the title? No. You, it's that style. Yeah. If you watched it, you would know exactly what their inspiration was. It was, it was that. And then. Gearbox had like a new like squad shooter, which was just like full of that like pukey gearbox like guns and shit because fun. It's just like <laughs> stop it. Like you're you're all adults making games. Like why? Why is this your angle every time? Like I get it with Borderlands, but like you don't have to sprinkle that on every IP you put out. Yeah. It was dumb. I'm just an old curmudgeon. I just hate everything. It's really <laughs> what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I and it is funny, like the whole Horizon upgrade thing. Yeah, let's get into they, that. Where they announced that ahead of this, right? Right, where it was supposed to be that you basically have to buy the premium, like eighty dollar edition to get the PS4 version, right? And uh, that's upgradable to your PS5. Yeah, which. It's a sh- that's a shitty move when you nobody can buy your console. I mean, yeah, it's like, sure, uh, yeah, right. And that's the thing that I really pissed off at Sony with in this whole situation is like, all right, we're we're a year into your console generation. You've sold sixty million units. The fact that you're cutting us off the teat on free upgrades shouldn't be surprising, except for the fact that nobody has jumped to the next generation because we can't buy your shit in stores, mm-hmm. like maybe put a bit of goodwill into it. Cause you know, for the general population, this gen is still a fantasy. Like it, it, you can't, it's unattainable. So I don't know why you wouldn't like this conversation has to happen. This is a move that they need to make, but you make that when the leap to the hardware is something that everyone can do. And sure, you've sold 60 million units worldwide, but raise your hands is that who here has played a PlayStation five at their friend's house. Oh, there's no hands. Okay. That's right. shocking. You know what I mean? Like, right. you don't, you don't do that. Like that should, I like if these were on store shelves, this, this, this communication makes sense and it doesn't leave a bitter taste in anyone's mouth with the way things are. This conversation shouldn't be taking place until this time, maybe next year. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that's maybe when, you know, the actual like play PlayStation five only from now on, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. And you need to do that, but you don't do that in the current climate. Like, right. I don't remember what the miles Morales was. If there was a fee to upgrade or not. 
I want to say free on that one, but I, okay. I can't remember. Because I, you know, I've kind of held yeah. off now playing that because I'm like, well, if I do get a PS5 at some point, I would like to play it on that. But right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's just they could have. They could have like, well, I think they should have waited to do this, but they could have spun that conversation. In another, it, there would have been other angles to take on this that weren't so shitty and like negative to your fan base is it just doesn't leave a good look like they didn't justify it in any way. Right. Yeah. It was just like, we're going to charge more cause thanks Sony. <laughs> well, that uncharted collection that they're remastering. Why uh, uncharted Four and the lost legacy. <sighs> that's a completely different product. You have to pay full price for that. It's like, what? Uh, or I'll pay $5 at a pawn shop to get that for my PS4 and just ins- right. run it off the external hard drive them and hook up to your machine, I guess. That dollar yeah. amount, though, for, for a game, it's just, that's crazy. You know, eighty the $80 mark is, is a lot of money for... Yeah, I mean, it's still, you know, for, it's still less than what we paid as kids, though. I mean, really. Yeah. 60 bucks for a game in 1997 was yeah. way more. Maybe I'm an adult and it's my money now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if we're any of us are really adults because it's like new video game buy. We don't think <laughs> about the price. So, yeah, I mean, that is it is a lot. I mean, I'm all for video games like AAA being like 70 bucks a pop or I'm I'm even like not opposed to 80 bucks a pop. As long as you're not going to sell me shit on top of that. Like if I spend 80 right. bucks, like that better be, that you better ship a complete game. Yeah. If you want to do DLC, you know, a big expansion, like nine months down the road. Okay. We'll talk, but I don't want, I don't want to be nickel and dimed at that point. Like 2k better stay the F away from the $80 price point. Right. Well, speaking of another price point that I'm a little afraid of. Anybody else? You guys, I think we talked about this before the show. Nobody caught this. The Lego Mario 64 line that's coming out. No. Is it $1 million? I'm I'm imagining it's not going to be cheap, right? Like Lego is already kind of a premium toy. Mm -hmm. Lego with Nintendo so far has been kind of expensive. But this is basically like a panorama of Mario 64 worlds. Um Everyone knows how much I love Mario 64. It's, it's your favorite game. It's the greatest game on the best console that's ever existed, hands down. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, skeptical of this thing at all. But basically it's going to be, it looks like from the design, you build a question block that seems to be about like 10 to 12 inches in square. And then it has like a folding mechanism and it flips out like three like zones. You get the castle, the ice area, like the overworld from Mario 64. But what's weird is like it's scaled down in such a way that the figures and everything don't look like the actual representative components. Like oh, Mario yeah. isn't even Mario. He's just three colored blocks and one happens to have like a mustache on it. So why? Yeah. Peach is more distinguishable. Yeah. And even then not good. Yeah. Looks I mean, just like the game. I was going to say, if they could throw a little fog into the mix, this would be perfect. Um, 
So I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm excited to see them expanding into other IPs and, and things, but this is like, <laughs> I don't know who this one's for, right? Yeah. Cause nobody's, I mean, nobody's going to have, that's really into something like this is going to have nostalgia for 64, I guess, but right. I don't know. It has the two penguins from the ice level and I can <laughs> kick that penguin away from the mom. I hate that ice luge level bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. It's just so weird that the figures are so distorted. You thought you'd think they'd have done something more cool. I mean, I like the idea of like this unfolding like treasure box, but it's weird. It's weird. This is a pass for me. I'm not. I'm not getting in on this. The originals were a pass for me too, (laughs) just because they're expensive. And just like a PlayStation, can't find them. Well, yeah, the figure, like the Mario playset for the kids is pretty easy to get. But like, I'm still a little butthurt that I couldn't get one of those. I, and I could have ordered it, but I, I never found them in stores. I don't think they ever came to stores, the NES version. Right. It's like, yeah, this thing's cool. This is for me, but it's also $300 and mm-hmm. I don't need that. I don't need it at all. I did see, aren't they, isn't there a new airship? Yes. It looks amazing. Too? That's looks cool. Am- yes. Yes. Looks amazing. Um, also there's an airship set for the Jack specific toys. It goes along like oh. with the castle and stuff. That thing is super tempting. I've like, I've walked through target and just stared at that longingly many a time. Um, also, <laughs> so this is like a side tangent, but also there's this amazing, um, I don't know who's making it. There's this amazing like 30th anniversary um, toy line for Sonic. And it's got just like the giant cartoony, like round headed first Sonic the Hedgehog figure with like the spring. Um, there's one that's like a a setup where it's like Mecha Robotnik from two and Sonic's like in the like spin dash position and super detailed, super cute. Like I don't usually get into like Sonic stuff looking good, but this is like, it really strikes that like nineties era um, and looks great. Um, there's a three piece one too, where you get like Robotnik, Sonic, and maybe Knuckles or maybe it's Mecha Sonic. I don't know. Maybe tails, but yeah, those are cool. If you're, if you're in a target, look for those. There's also a that's three cool. piece uh, cat Mario one. That's Luigi princess and Mario all in cat figures, which hmm. I immediately had to buy. It was $30, which is substantially too much money for this. But I was like, nope, that's coming home. I need these cats. Got to do it. Is the Meeples out yet? Oh, yeah. I've had those forever. Yep. Yep. So I got cat. I'm I'm actually looking at them as I'm talking to you guys. I got Mario over here and Princess over there. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's. I love, I love these new, like, again, not hot on the Mario 64 Lego stuff, but like, I love the new figures and stuff that are coming out for like these retro games. And it's just like, I'm at the point where like, I have no capacity for some of this stuff. Like I got to stop buying it. Cause it's just going to go away or into a box and not good. Not good. Yeah. I think a lot of us get to that point though. I get, it's cool to have. And like you said, it just ends up 
<laughs> yeah, and then like some Walking people straight to your yeah. shed and putting it in there. And then some people come on the podcast, realize they've made a giant mistake in selling their entire retro collection. Have Who's a that? have have a coming to senses moment, and then two weeks later, just go back down the same path. So why don't we talk about that, empty. Biff? My walls are empty, and, and my I basement is full. Your basement is full. My walls are empty. I feel good. I feel Shed, really good. I feel like you're sick and you need help. No, I feel I'm, I'm taking in pets that you're like not capable. Like I feel like you're a sick person who can't take care of their like your cats and dogs. And I've been like that. I the like home the idea for of having pets. a dog or puppy. And then I'm like, I'm gonna take care of this. You're, like, you're, you're fostering like a, his games. Yeah, he's like a terminal cancer patient, and I'm helping him like weather this storm by raising his animals for him. In the meantime, it's not a good feeling. I will say. So I'm parting with a ton of stuff. Too much Talked about this. Um, we didn't. We talked about how you came to your senses and weren't. Yeah, well, I jumped off the bridge. You saw that. I did. No regrets. Uh, yeah. Genesis going and GameCube and a decent amount of NES games. I've all your boxes. Lot. Yeah, all of the boxes. Those are all gone except for one that I have and somewhere. There's still then. one that I'm getting from you. Gray box or gray zapper, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Gray Zapper. See, he's already calling stuff. He's like, oh, don't do this. I'll take that. Please. Well, because you, you're like, here's a bunch of pictures. If you don't take it, it's going to the next person. I'm like, well, yep. what the hell is that? Yep. And so you added some stuff in your collection from yeah. my collection. Our buddy Brandon of, has added stuff. A lot of boxes. His, collection. his stuff is over there. Yeah. Somewhere. I'm in a lot of boxes. I had a lot of the games and then I like how you're like bringing stuff. So it's hilarious. Like how much stuff I've just given Biff over the years. Then he's just like handing me stuff. He's like, Oh, he's like, no, I didn't, I didn't buy that from you. I'm like, yeah, I know you didn't buy it from me. Cause I gave it to you like four years ago. You jerk. And he's like, oh, I don't, do you want this one? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take that back. So like I didn't impart the rule. Like anything I gave you for free is coming back to my collection for free. So, and I, I have ZVS. done that. Yeah, no, no, I agree. It's just staggering the amount of stuff that I got back from you that I was like, I totally forgot. I gave this kid yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This is how it works. It just goes back and forth. So now I, forth. I'm still in the process of like having to gather everything that I've gotten from Biff and take a picture of it. And we're going to have to figure out a price. So, yeah, he's going to probably have to. We haven't decided. Home. We're still not sure where that's at. Like, I'm still debating between if this is like a hundreds conversation or if I've cracked the thousand dollar threshold. So, <laughs> we're going to see where I, that ends up. You know, honestly, well, I shouldn't tell you this, but I honestly don't know what you even have. Even better. That picture is going to be very I, I, small. I think I've lost like track of, I don't even know how many boxes you it's, have. All in a so, pile. Well, it's not. It, I yeah. I'm with you on like you know downsizing stuff, so I want to redo all my shelves. So I've not put anything back yet, which has not made my game room an enjoyable place to be in currently. Kind of like yeah. the one I see behind you, but um, <laughs> I think what I've learned through this process, and I, I have a ton of stuff still, but just the market is really weird, even. The things that I was buying up, the things that I was excited about, it's not moving that fast in Fargo going like Facebook Marketplace or or any of that. I actually have some people that just 
message me and they're like, oh, that's really cool. That reminds me of my childhood. I'm like, you're wasting my time. <laughs> Why are you just talking about how cool it is? If you want to buy it. Right. Um, yeah. Even some, some of the uncommon stuff, you know, there's a number of um, uncommon stuff, even some RPGs that I'm just not interested in. Just nobody, nobody's snagging them, which was just kind of weird to me. So it's kind of a slow process, but I feel good. Liberated. I have some games. I have 240 NES games still on a shelf back there. Super Nintendo games, all my Super Nintendo games back there. So. Yeah. I'm getting rid of it all. I'm just going on the record yet again. I'm going on the record yet again, even though this has been in the text chain between us, that I don't feel good about this and I don't like it. So it's, it's out. He did. He actually pushed me over the edge. Multiple times. Uh, Ryan pushed me over the edge. He's like, what? if you don't sell, I will not be your friend anymore. <laughs> I was like, le- I told him, I was like, this feels worse than eBay. Like, I hate this. And he's like, yeah. well, and then I was like, like, if you don't okay, take it, it's going to somebody, somebody else. else. I'm like, no, no. Like, like, okay, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> it's like that, uh, Robert Downey Jr. thing with the like Coke addiction where it's like, it's like, I have a gun and I put it in my mouth and I like the taste of the gun metal. Like that's the situation I find myself in. It's not, it's not a pleasant thing. I'm actually, I'm happy it's going to places that will appreciate it. So years of effort, my friend that you've just years of effort flushed away. I mean, I flushed away some of it too, but it was stuff that I don't think anyone's going to argue about the validity of the 3DO and the wonder swan is not on too many people's (laughs) radar. So how's that moving in Fargo? (laughs) Uh, I actually talked to someone in Fargo about the Wonder Swan. It was a guy that was purchasing some games and he's like, yeah, I'm into some of that weird stuff. You know, like the, he mentioned the Jaguar or no 3DO really like the 3DO. Um, And I was like, so my guess is you like the Wonder Swan. And he looked at me and he's like, never heard of it. What is that? I was like, then, then you're not into that weird of stuff. So. 3DO is crossing to Wonder Swan. 3DO is fascinating, but it is not a world I need to get into. And Wonder Swan equally is fascinating. But again, I'm good with like looking at that from afar <clears throat> at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So game room is getting overhauled and painting and shelves are coming down and it's going to look like a normal living room. It's, it's not going to look like a normal living room because I still see an arcade cabinet, a poster from the NES, uh, a rack okay, of Nintendo powers. It. It's still going to look like a gamer <laughs> lives in your house. I hate to break it to you. You're, you're right. You're right. It's going to just look a little less overwhelming. How and- how does the like Volkswagen sized arcade cabinet fit into the normal looking living room? Is that you going to have a secret door for that or it, there's, there will be a place for it. So <laughs> Volkswagen. I was like, Volkswagen. Well, I drive a Volkswagen. Oh no, I got you. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So it's a little weird, a little ghostly down here, but my Speaking, wife likes it a lot better. So, well, yeah, we kind of figured the writing was on the wall when you made that comment about how she made the comment. So, 
Yeah. And Andy and I knew you were screwed. Yeah. Speaking of buying back childhood, my MXPX vinyl box set finally arrived. Box After sets. how long? Way too long. So it shipped. And then thanks to the U.S. Postal Service, um, over the course of three days, it managed to arrive in St. Paul, Minneapolis area, move nowhere. And then three days later, depart St. Paul, Minneapolis, go nowhere. And three days from there, show up in Fargo, which is a three and a half hour drive. So thanks a lot, USPS. I was pissed because like this thing was supposed to arrive the first I was supposed to get. I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to have it for Labor Day weekend. Expensive packet of MXPX. Super, super expensive. One of a kind. You can't like, so I'm like, I was amped. I'm like long weekend. I'm going to get to listen to these things. It's going to be great. They've been delayed because, you know, COVID world vinyl is taking a hit. So they were supposed to come out in June, then August. And then they weren't shipping until September. And then they disappeared. Like they fell off on the shipping for like a solid week. And I was like, worst case, like just freaking out. Like, oh my God, these things are lost. Or if they do show up, they're going to be trashed. Um, and no, they showed up and they in are amazing. Yes. Both of them are in good shape. I've only opened wow. one. I'm keeping the other one sealed. And um, yeah, really good. Like they, they really put the work into these and like remastered them for vinyl very well like these sound better i mean granted i got a decent quality turntable too but these sound better than i've heard these albums sound before um even the old old stuff like 94 and 95 so i've been kind of dipping in going chronologically through i skipped the first album i'm not a big fan of the first one but i've been going through and like listening to one each night and it's awesome they did like it's uniform so like every sleeve has got every sleeve inside like the, the album artwork has the date that it, the album title, of the year that it came out. And then like some like quotes from the band about like the process and like who, who's making the quote. Um, it's a little, for me, it's a little bit of a bummer. Like from coming from the CD era where like we all got the booklet, right? Like I know the booklet's not common with vinyl. I've got a couple records where that's a thing, but like you kind of miss out on like some of the fun artwork and like photos that were in some of those. I mean, I have the CDs, so it's not a big deal, but yeah, super uniform package. Looks looks great. Sounds great. Gosh, I've heard that before. Oh man. Yeah. No, it's good stuff. I'm uniform s- package. Super pumped that it arrived and I'm like geeking out over it. I'm probably the only person in the world who's this excited about it, but I'm enjoying it. You paid for one of the guys' houses. That's pretty awesome. Or at least a month of rent. So a month of rent. Yeah. Yeah. Now I need them to do a second one because they only included like original full length albums, like all 10 of those, but they're not like, they're also super famous for their on the cover albums. And like, there's some EPs that came out on like fat records and epitaph and like kind of want that stuff too. I mean, I have that stuff, but I want it on vinyl. So hopefully there's a part two to this at some point, like B sides. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the bummer thing is like once they do all that and then they put out another album, then it's like, oh, it's not the, you know, yeah, it's not the complete your hand set. is what they do. Yeah. It's like, well, I have a Fast and the Furious, like nice set that's one through six. And it's like, well, yeah. you know, 
I don't think anybody's ever said that. By yeah. the way. <laughs> nice. It's really I'm nice. Fast and Furious. It's got a fake tire on it. It's really high quality. The oh nice thing with this one is, is it has like an art book in it, like with fan letters and like a little bit of a write up from the band. And I think if you pulled that out of the collector's box, it would make room for about three new full length albums. And I don't know that that band's got more than three more like full albums in them at this point. So theoretically, if they kept like the same vein and like packaging, they could sell those individually. And if you had the box set, it would fit very nicely in there. But well, yeah, we'll see once we get there. And to your point, they are teasing that a new album is in the world. It sounds like it's a couple of years off yet, but, but I'm excited because like their last self-produced self-titled album was easily top two, three albums they've ever done in their whole career, which you're talking about a skate punk band that's been around since like 1993. That's saying something. So, yeah. So I want to go down the the tracking rabbit hole for mm-hmm. packages. So I ordered a piece of gear. This is what drives me nuts. Is back in the day when we had order something, you had no idea where it was at. It just no, it showed better. up to your house. Yep. At some point, and so you never had to worry about where it's at or why it's going in a certain direction. So I, I ordered a piece of gear for my guitar rig and, uh, I've been playing a lot lately and some of it, um, started in Omaha, Nebraska. And then I check, I have it like where it updates on my phone and it tells me where it's at because, I'm weird like that. And all of a sudden I see it going from Omaha makes its way down to Dallas, Texas. And I was like, Whoa, (laughs) we're going in the wrong direction. And then it made its way up to Utah. I was like, wait a second. Why is it up in Utah? (laughs) Then it goes to Minneapolis. And I was like, okay, now you've passed me. And so it's just that thing that uh, I've had this happen multiple times where they start going in the wrong direction. Cause they're, I guess, catching some type of, Cargo. Probably some trucks somewhere, yeah. cargo. and But man, that puts some panic in me where I'm like, uh, did I put the right address? <laughs> did I put the right city? Zip? I double check, triple check. It still arrives on time, which is still weird to me. But um, well, you got lucky there at least. Yeah. It's still, it's still terrifying. Yeah. I was just having that same discussion through my whole ordeal with like people at work. I'm like, I think it was better when I didn't know. Like I think I think tracking has only made it worse. It just builds oh, that anxiety sure. and anticipation, and then you're always you have to like always disappointed. Skip work to be home to to yeah. make sure it arrives on time. And <sighs> the and worst like is like, oh god, what was it? Well, I was just gonna say. So I I had I bought a 3D printer, which just arrived today. Oh, okay. and uh, so I bought it last week early last week and it said arriving Thursday, the ninth. Okay. Well, I'm like, okay, it's a huge package. I'm sure they're doing the cheapest shipping possible. Right. Yeah. Well, they didn't ship it until two days ago. And I'm like, uh, that ain't right. And sure enough, it showed up in two days, but it's like, wow. For how everything else goes on my Amazon prime. I was like, there's no way that's going to arrive, but it did. Yeah, Amazon is like the worst because like sometimes they like really floor you, but then sometimes they just like 
Cocktasia because they're like, item arriving sooner than expected. And then like you check two hours later, it's like delayed arriving late. It's like, no, (laughs) you got my hopes up. But yeah, emotional roller coaster. Amazon, at least more often than not, at least meets or exceeds your expectation. I feel like the whole U.S. Postal Service system, though, is like the West Fargo Distribution Center. Here is where packages go to die. It's I was just, just going to say the exact same thing. Just die there. It will sit there for four days. Then it gets over to the post office in Fargo. And then maybe it comes up for delivery two days later. It's brutal. Doesn't make sense. It really ever. doesn't. Especially when they're delivering on Saturdays and Sundays now. And I still can't get my shit on time. Oh, man. So what are you going to 3D print? What, what was the dildos and blood plugs? I mean, what are you? Why are you asking? Me? Of course, well, I don't know. There's, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't have that much filament yet, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just been a few things like it'd be nice to have this piece or something broke off, and I'm like, oh, it'd just be easy if I just had this, and so it's like eventually it just pays for itself after a while. There's no way but. that I think anything you're thinking about printing is not sex toy related. So let's just get, let's just, let's just be honest here. You're oh, using for this sure. for dirty stuff. Like there's no questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're too embarrassed to buy them well, yeah. off of Amazon. Right. Well, I'd get them late. That was the problem. Right. Oh, yeah. I need right. them at a specific time. Those nipple clamps My need to be here by 7 p.m. or else. <laughs> and it just ruined the whole mood. <laughs> so is there a project that you're going to like, I can't wait to print this. This is going to be the very first thing that I'm doing. Um, Nothing quite in mind. Probably some some stuff around the house to just like automate some stuff but uh <laughs> sex toys definitely yep, sex toys. Yep. yeah where are we going with this <laughs> yeah yeah uh but other than that i mean so far i've made a tiny little uh maze and that's about it okay can i put in a request for on etsy these people make like now playing shelves uh for vinyl records where you just like 3d print like a little shelf that you can like 3m strip to your wall so that the album you're playing you can just like set the artwork up there so I want to oh, com- yeah. I want to commission one of those when you get that. Sure. There's probably a there's probably a 3D model out there. I also have a few other projects too that I'd like to add. Yeah. Now that we know someone close with a 3D printer, so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Exciting. Like, just different gauges, you know. Like we'll start small. We'll build yeah. the gauges you up. Gotta, yeah. You got to build it higher. Yeah. Right. That's pretty cool. So is this like? On the spectrum of like, is this hobbyist? Is this introductory? Like what level like 3D printer? Impulse, complete impulse buy? Um, it's, it was like I broke a piece off of something and uh, I'm like, I could easily 3D print this because I was trying to find the part <laughs> that I need. No way you could find so it. Spent thousands of dollars on the yeah, printer. Right. right. So I'm just going to buy a printer. It, I mean, they're, they've come way down. Like when I re- first remember them, like, oh, yeah, you can get printers now. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. But, you know, like you said, $1,000 or more. It's like this one's pretty decent. And it's I can print some pretty big things in it. I think it was like 280 bucks. Oh, that's so good. they've really come down in price. And I mean, <laughs> it's straight from China shit too but apparently it's like 
one of the better quality ones. So how fast is it? Like three inch dong? Like how long is it going to take you to oh, 3D print that? This little, this tiny little Solid maze. or hollow? It could be hollow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that would probably be hours. I don't oh, know. You man. probably you probably lose the impulse by oh, the time man. you eat it. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, that's cool though. Yeah. Was it like a bitch to set up, or pretty straightforward? Uh, it wasn't too bad. Uh, getting it all aligned right kind of sucks, but um, other than sure. that, I don't know. It's one of those things where they're like, "Hey, you're gonna fuck up pretty much." all the time at first until you figure out how to do all this. So there's no 3d printing scan sheet where it's like this printed out, flip it over and 3d print it back <laughs> yeah. into the computer and you're all set to go. Yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, that's kind of the nice part where, I mean, there's so much stuff out there that's just free and it's like, I want this and I want it now and you can just print it out. But that's cool. Does it smell like burnt plastic or any, Anything like that? Do you get a weird odor? Uh, yeah, a little I've bit. I've always been curious about that. I mean, the the little thing that, like, uh, printed out, like they get up to like two hundred degrees. So it definitely, uh, it definitely has a smell to it. You um, better reach children, huh? Yeah. But hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited I'm sure for I'll you. Be, I'm, I'm sure I'll be printing a whole bunch of stupid shit can't wait for your etsy store yeah it's gonna be one of those things where you show the kids once and then you know it just turns into yeah you don't print shit for the kids i'm gonna print my own damn mario legos yeah (laughs) yeah i thought it was bad enough with like a printer i had to just let the ink run out of like the paper printer because it's like no i'm not printing you 15 more coloring pages get a coloring book they're 99 cents I think it'll uh, stop as soon as they say, I want this Pikachu printed and play. Okay. It'll be, you'll have it by noon tomorrow. You know? Yeah. This is kind of great. That though. could you be like, a good incentive though. Yeah. Like, Hey, if you really want this, you can 3D you print all these chores Christmas in order gifts. for this to be <laughs> yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. You can 3D print your own currency to pay for the chores. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to have my own economy in my own home now. Go for it. Andy coins. Yep. Don't worry. They're tied to NFTs, so it's good. It's fine. <laughs> Can I convert them to Dogecoin? <laughs> <laughs> I was in the grocery store today, cash-wise of all places, and they had a digital kiosk to invest in Bitcoin. I'm like, really? Of oh, all yeah. places, this grocery, this budget, like, wholesale grocery stores where people are going to be investing into Bitcoin. I'm like, but I mean, honestly, it's probably right next to the lottery ticket dispenser. Right. So, well, it's illegal still to do that in North Dakota. Most places. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We got them over here and I still don't know how that works, but you guys got poll tabs too, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And legalize more gambling over here, I guess. Yeah. Oh, you guys don't have, you can't get pull tabs just normally either. Really? You can get pull tabs in like bars, but the, like, it's, I think it's gotta be like restrictive licensing. Cause like, you don't see them like you do in Minnesota bars where it's just like any podunk place. There's like a machine you pop five bucks into. Yeah. So I don't know what the deal is. There are ones where like, they'll have somebody there next to the bins 
and usually they're running it for a charity or something like that. But yeah. And gamble for charity. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. Is that a show? Did we, did we touch on everything? Is there other things to talk about? We touch things. Andy's going to print things so we can all touch mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've got an idea for something I'd like to call the shocker. Um, maybe we, you and I can get some, get some 3d models printed for that after the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. If you'd like anything, if you'd like to mold after me, I'd be open to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a 3D model. Uh, yeah, make sure you like tie a rubber really band. Uniform package. Yeah, t- tie a rubber band mm-hmm. around it. You know, you really want to get the veins to just kind of expand. <laughs> you want those to be prominent. <laughs> All right. This was good. Take us out with that one, you sicko. Um yeah, that's that's definitely a hard uh, hard thing to follow up on. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's a joke. <laughs> Anyways, uh you should email us something. Do we have any emails? Uh-huh. Spam. What do we got? Oh, just spam. Yep. Okay. Nothing. Okay. Well, we're still waiting on those emails. We're on episode 108. Uh we've been waiting since 1 and haven't received any emails. I think we got we got some emails around 100 when we did the 100th okay, episode. Well, so. 100. Uh, weekend podcast. Weekend rental podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're following us on all of our social medias, Twitter and Facebook, not Instagram because we don't have that. Uh, and you can find all things weekend rental at weekendpodcast.com. And as always, friends, be kind. Rewind. Maker boner. Throbbing member. <laughs> Vaney McStevens. Mm. Is that the name of the line? Vaney bananas. <laughs>